BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Great Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Andrew Barron here for the Week 18 NFL Mm -hmm. Daily Mm -hmm. Fantasy Slate. Um, So we're going to do our normal stuff. We're going to we're going to look at the uh, optos and yada yada and so on and so forth. But I, I think a good spot to start is what teams really care, what teams kind of care and what teams don't care. I think that is probably the um the right the right way to go about this. Yeah, please. That was the first thing I was going to ask you. So let's hit that. Let's hit that rundown. Okay. So Tampa Bay and Atlanta, zero initiative on either side. In fact, Atlanta would probably like to lose that game. Tampa Bay says they're playing their starters. Everyone thinks they're full of shit. There's no chance. Um, they they're they are uh they have a low team total. They're underdogs, like so. No one, no one's buying this, right? Yeah. Uh, Houston and Indianapolis. Neither of these teams care at all, and in fact, Houston would rather lose. Um, I believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are are still live in their game against Cleveland. So I I got the five thirty eight predictor here. If they beat Cleveland. And a couple New England and Miami, I think, need to lose or something. They need a couple. There's a couple permutations, but the Steelers would very much like to win. Um, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Uh, so I mean, that is its whole that's all fucking up in the air because we're recording this on Thursday, January 5th. It's 2 38 p.m. Central Time. The NFL right now is saying that that game, that the Buffalo Cincinnati game is not going to be made up, but they are, um, tossing around the idea of seeding everything by win percentage instead of by total wins, which would mean that both the Bengals and the Bills would want to win. Again, unclear. We will have more clarity on that um, by Sunday morning. Carolina and New Orleans are both eliminated. Neither of these teams care. Minnesota and Chicago. Chicago is eliminated and a crazy amount of permutations for the Vikings have to go through for them to get a better seed, I believe, including, I think the 49ers have to lose as a 14 point favorite. So probably not a ton of incentive there. One of the weirdest seasons we've ever seen the Minnesota Vikings this year. It's just true, truly bizarre. Yeah. Like, yeah. Negative uh, point differential and 12 and four or whatever. And then they just get absolutely dusted last, you know, like, yeah, won a lot of games. They, what did they, they, they're like, they were 10 and one or something in one score games. Just like, just crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so the Jets 
have been eliminated, but the Dolphins would really like to win in that game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do with that. Although I I just like, I mean, we're going to talk about, we'll talk, we'll save the subjective stuff for talking about the players. Um, The Patriots for sure want to win. It's almost, uh, it's, it's close to like a win and you're in for the Patriots. It's not quite that exact. No, it is. It is. So it is a win and you're in for the Patriots. Given what we know now, the Bills also would like to win this game. Maybe, right? Unless the NFL Mm -hmm. just says, you're the two seed, you're the three seed, the Chiefs get the one seed, but they don't get to play at home or something like that. That that, that Mm -hmm. is in the range of outcomes. Uh, Seattle has to win against the Rams to make the playoffs. They're, They're pretty thin. Anyways, because I, I believe the Packers have to lose to the Detroit Lions, but the Seahawks for sure want to win at 425. Uh, the Eagles and the Giants, uh, they don't, well, the Eagles care a little bit because if the, I think, oh, no, the Eagles care 100%. The Eagles care as much as yeah. they care last week. They can't, they don't want to lose this game. So the Eagles are 100%. The Giants are 0%. They're locked into their seed. They're locked into the playoffs. They There's nothing they can do either way. Um, Denver obviously doesn't care. Um, and so if you look at the standings, the chargers should care, but because they're going to know the result, oh shit, Ben Solak tweeted this out yesterday, but basically there's a reason that the chargers don't care for, for seating purposes. I don't remember exactly what it is. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of all these playoff scenarios, but the, the, the market's are not anticipating the markets are not anticipating the chargers going hundred percent for the entirety of this game, though. I think that could change if something really funky happens in the early window. So I don't know, maybe something with, with late swapping to think about there. And then Dallas wants to beat Washington in the hilarious inevitability of the 49ers losing at home to the David Blau Cardinals, though that is probably a, um, sideline you check the score you know someone someone tells mike mccarthy the 49ers just picked off david blau for the fourth time they're up 30 to zero in the second quarter and so dak and pollard probably come and sit on the sideline so that's where we're at all right all right i like it a lot of stuff to chew on i was wondering a little bit about that because it was like uh i feel like maybe the one of the toughest uh beats i've had of the year was last week when we were like, man, how sad is it that like the Tampa Bay with this, you know, against this crummy uh, Panthers team in a game they want to win, like their totals so low and they've just been so bad that they're like drawing dead fantasy wise. And it's maybe the first time ever I've had like less than 5% of Mike Evans on slate, who is, you know, kind of my favorite player. And uh, God, that hurt because everything else went like, went quite well. Well, other I guess the Justin Fields, went quite it was it was just so great at 1 13 p.m and then it was uh it was not great after that pretty quickly so uh the tampa bay thing really stood out to me where i was like wait a minute why is tom brady one percent optimal and it's like oh because we have him playing half the game he's got an 18 and a quarter total so they're screwed it really does look like so philly and san francisco are like your tier one totals by quite a bit i think those are the most interesting teams to talk about because there's like certain stuff that's going to be chalk for both of them and some stuff that really won't be because so many people just aren't playing. It's not like there's a bunch of stuff up in the air, but there's plenty of value just from like randos that are going to be in there and we don't really know what they're going to do, but it's going to cause Christian McCaffrey to be 30% owned and some other stuff like that. It's a bit of a, you can do whatever you want 
week. So some interesting ways on how to pivot off of those. Um, do you, I mean, are you like lock in McCaffrey, number one play, no big deal? Perfect no, thing? no, I, I think they're, I think they're, I mean, I think he's probably like obviously the best play at running back. I mean, yep. I mean, my projection for him is absolutely insane and it feels high, but like maybe it's actually not right now. I've got him for 26 points. Uh, I haven't, I don't know what like ETR and stuff has him for, but my guess is they're not that far off. Um, even if, even if I brought that down to something more rational and reasonable, he would still be the best play of the slate at running back mm-hmm. by a country mile because uh, at, at running back, it's sort of interesting. These are the situations of the expensive guys. Eckler, very unlikely to need to play an entire game. Saquon Barkley, 0% to play the entire game. Meaningless game for Nick Chubb. Doesn't mean that he's not going to get his touches. He will probably get his normal Nick Chubb touches, but whatever. Dalvin Cook, relatively meaningless game. I mean, Nathan Peterman is starting for the Bears. Like, they're not going to lose that game. Um, I guess maybe Joe Mixon's game ends up, I again, we don't know. Uh, right. We'll probably know more by, like, Friday morning. Pollard probably won't play a full game, right? Connor mm-hmm. is this, like, giant underdog. I it's, the, the running back spot, it's, I mean, Week 18 DFS is very hard. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing is like, we never know. So, I mean, it's like, whatever about the speculation, the the trouble is here. It's like even more likely that some total, not total rando, but like when we play this most of the time, it's like, okay, people are overconfident about like the top three running backs or whatever. And it's like, well, actually there's 10 or 12, 14 guys on the board. There's plenty of other pretty solid plays. The trouble with like weeks one and weeks 18, it's like, you'd think from a GPP bro perspective, it's even more fun it's more advantageous because it's less known what's going to happen the trouble with that is it's just so much harder to hit the nuts because like the guy who is looking right now like the 28th best running back play might end up just smashing and that that actually doesn't happen on like a you know normal week kind of situation so you got to be careful about these randos just absolutely going off but there's some good plays. I mean, yeah, the McCaffrey thing is just like 32% optimal. I think that's the highest running back optimal we've seen on the year. And he's 9,300. Like that's But you but you could also make an argument. You could also make an argument. So Eli Mitchell got designated for return off the the IR. He returned mm-hmm. to practice this week. Maybe he's active. I mean, you could just make an argument that they're 14 point home favorites. Like they're gonna chill out on McCaffrey. And then my projection is way too aggressive. And it might be, and maybe I'll mess around with it a little bit. Right. Um, and, and honestly, I would say like, we're sitting here and it's Thursday. I mean, probably this slate is going to be decided by whichever team comes out and says we're resting our dudes. Right. I mean, this is what happens every week, 18, uh, yeah. like a past couple of years, it's been like the bills. They started like Matt Barkley and they're like, you know, so what I get, I, I would make it that, I don't know, it's minus minus one seventy that some team is coming out before kickoff and saying, we're starting all of our backups basically. Yeah, and I think that's reasonable. And listen, you've got the 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 simulations are not completely beholden to the projections. It is like using those market shares as a baseline, but guys that have more variance outcomes, have more touchdown stuff, are more like higher A dot, like those types of players are more spread out. So McCaffrey, you know, we've got him at 65% of the rushes and uh what is it a 20 percent market share of targets which is obviously an insane workload but that's actually lower than what he normally gets so you know we are like not it's not exactly on that he's a very very strong play 
if you have $9,300 left over, I'm not saying like we'll get weird and play Jokerson instead straight up. I mean, maybe in a few lineups. Thank you. But he, he absolutely uh, is, a, is a very, very strong play, and that is taken into account in the simulations as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess let's look at the quarterbacks. I mean, if 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 we get a hundred percent Jalen Hurts, obviously, like he looks pretty incredible. The the problem with Hurts would be, I mean, I guess, and we've already seen this with Hurts too, where they've been up by so much in the second half that he hasn't like fully gone nuclear, and mm. the Giants are like the one like one of the two teams that we know truly has no incentive. They can't go. They can't move up or down. Um. So I mean, Hurts Hurts is obviously really strong, but I don't know how what his ceiling would be. Like I mean, he can get twenty four in the first half, but how much are they going to keep firing in the second half? You know. <laughs> but his competition is Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and then Scrubs. Like it's it's nobody else that like you really know about or care about. Yeah. So he's a he's I mean he's ridiculous. It's not going to come as a surprise to anyone who's listening to to this that. He's my number one guy by a mile. He's got like triple the optimal probability of Josh Allen, who's number two, uh, just because they've got the highest total. Yeah, they might roll the Giants, like, but if the Giants are playing like backups on defense too, like, what's he gonna do while he is in there? You know, they they run all the time. He scores a ton of their rushing touchdowns. Like, if they put up, you know, whatever thirty five in the first three quarters and then take their foot off the gas, like he's probably responsible for three of those touchdowns. And there's room for a lot more than that. So. Yeah, yeah, there there definitely is. Um, I I think Geno looks pretty good. Uh, total must win game for them. The Rams have all these dudes out on defense. The Rams have a pretty good run defense. He's got Lockett back. Um, he's pretty cheap. Although salary is probably like not that important. Um, this week, uh, Kenny, can you talk yourself into Kenny Pickett at five thousand running a little bit? I mean, these are just dudes that have incentive for sure. I mean, I I suppose if we know that Burrow and Allen are both a hundred percent. They got to go. They got to win because mm-hmm. of, um, you know, seating, seating stuff or whatever, then y- you'd feel pretty good about both of them. Yeah. It's, it's pretty narrow for me. I think like the only cheap guys I'm, I'm a bit interested in are going to be um, outside. So like Hertz, obviously I'm going to play quite a bit of Allen as well. Burrow, you know, like, yeah, we'd like to see some reports, but their their totals are a little bit lower than they probably would be because of the uncertainty. So, you know, that will probably iron itself out. And if the if the Bengals and Bills both go up to two and a half points in their totals, this will be closer. But right now it's Hurts number one by a mile. Purdy and I think a little bit still of Deshaun Watson and just like see what he can do. Uh, are the other are the cheaper guys that I'm interested in playing? I mean, I'll sprinkle some of the others, but it's not a particularly inspiring list of dudes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really not. I mean, just going through this slate, it's like, well, who looks really good? I mean, even, even team totals, like Seattle's got a 24 Buffalo's got a 24 and a half, you know, I mean the, the Vikings, the Vikings are sort of interesting because obviously if Dalvin cook uh, and Kirk cousins didn't play with that team total, you'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm interested in, Nick Mullins and and KJ Osborne and and Alexander Madison they're they're pretty interesting I I would say as of right now probably my favorite lean is hoping that one of Burrow or Allen 
at their at their ownership ends up needing to go for it for the full game. That that seems best right now. Yeah, I think I think so too. Those are definitely like number two and three exposures I will have, and then Purdy and Deshaun will round that out. Uh, I'm sort I I want to talk through it because he it's clear he can't pass at all. We talked about it when it was the oh my god this guy's 4K. What are we gonna do? He's a running quarterback. And I looked at a lot of his stuff and it's like he's not really running. I mean he's a running quarterback in that he's a like running back, but S. Ellinger averaged like three yards per carry in college. He's not a scrambler, but it's the like worst run defense in the history of football or whatever in Houston. I you know I don't think he can throw enough to even worry about stacking. But like could you see him? running for 102 and like anything um, else is okay. I mean it's 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 Houston right so like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um you know totally rule it out or whatever was was his other start against Houston too or am I making that up um uh, it might be I, I think it I, I think remember. it I think maybe no I think it was the I don't know we're we're gonna go we're gonna go do this research right now so well, I touted he sucks zero percent don't touch him full fade put your bookie in a body bag and you know whatever He's not, so I, he he's not good. Started, he's not a real runner. He started against Washington football team, 23 passing attempts, 201 yards, six rushes, 15 yards. Uh, started against New England, 29 passes, 103 yards, five rushes for 39 yards. Uh, came in, played half the snaps last week with Foles out, 14 passing attempts, 60 yards, one touchdown, uh, one rush for 12 yards. I mean, I don't know. Like, huh. he could get – 12 or 15 or 18 or whatever that that seems like kind of his range it just becomes a matter of like in the context of a normal week you're you're kind of wanting to save that salary but it it, this this sort of just feels like a pick them like you just you just pick the best place i'm i'm sort of upset that the chiefs and the jaguars games got moved off of the slate because Mm -hmm. that would have it would have made this slate a lot more interesting. Uh, I, I'm realizing now as we're going through this. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence would be a very fun play on this. Like, if you insert the Jaguars, I think that really does. Because he's like, you know, Joe Burrow light right now. That's kind of kind of what he's doing. I Yeah, it's just, you're right. It, that's the thing. It's like, there's enough value that it's like, okay, just pl- play 35% Jalen Hurts, play 25% Josh Allen, play 20% Joe Burrow, and then like, I don't know. So, you know, whatever, fill in the rest because who knows, but... One, it's pretty likely one of those three, assuming um, either Allen or Burrow plays a full game. The one of those three scores thirty, and then what are all these? I'm other I'm guys? gonna I'm gonna flag plant Gino. Gino Gino is my dude here. Just looking at oh, okay. looking at all these options, looking at projected ownership. Uh, Gino uh, Gino is way better than uh, like a potentially twenty seven percent owned Jalen Hurts. I think given that, I don't think Jalen Hurts is gonna have to try very much in the second half. Uh, so running back, you wanna? The... Can, I'll give you. I'll give you plus two hundred. Gino versus Jalen Hurts. Uh, mm, I mean that's probably about right. It's probably a fair line. For for total points. Yeah. Oh, it's, Hertz is Hertz is favored over that, but Hertz has Hertz has um well one you, you you're not going to stack Hertz probably in this spot um or or maybe single stack him so that makes lineups a little bit more difficult and and no bring backs i think you could totally do a, a rams bring back you know two two or higby or whatever they the rams games haven't mattered the whole baker mayfield era and it, it hasn't affected their performance at all um right. yeah so running back uh man it's so gross but like Najee harris is actually just a stone cold jam uh pittsburgh has to win this game to have any chance 
of making the playoffs and uh Najee is getting used in the passing game again you know it just it, it is what it is like it's I don't not feel- a disaster the offensive line's been like you know mediocre yeah it's like they sort of look like a you know a, a below average nfl offense so yeah jam it <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean zach moss while we're talking about the colts he he got he got all the work last uh the last two weeks with um Deion jackson like yelling at his coach last two last three games 67 percent, 69 percent, 59 percent of the snaps 24 12 15 rushes not getting used at all in the passing game um, yep. jordan wilkins got used in the passing game last week played 10 snaps what was targeted twice um you know it, it is what it is if zach moss gets zach moss is just tyler algier zach moss is is truly just tyler algier on a different team um basically the same role not getting 100 percent of the carries but his team runs so much it doesn't matter yeah i was gonna say he's got the nick chubb problem where it's like the sims won't like him regardless just because there's no real receiving upside but yeah i mean he's got all the rushing workload against a terrible rush defense like if he scores a couple three you know scores a couple three touchdowns he'll be hurt yeah yeah i think i think that i think that seems about right um latavius murray seems sort of interesting if the chargers are in total white flag mode um our our projections like him more than i anticipated uh david if david montgomery sits out right because fields is already sitting out herbert becomes like mega interesting that'll be a sunday morning thing uh cam Akers looks really good kenneth walker looks really good to me um Mm -hmm. he's 6400 but again we're kind of more still no Aaron at... Donald and the Rams run defense is is good, but it's not as good without him for sure. Has not been. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he got twenty. He got twenty six rushing attempts last week. I think seems like a, a lot, lot of rushing attempts. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. I probably, I probably won't play him. But uh, it is it is what it is. Is there anyone else here? Donta Foreman, Ramond. I mean, Ramondre. So if the Bills don't care and the Patriots do care, Ramondre lost all this work to Damian Harris last week. People will not be able to wait to not play Ramondre Stevenson after seeing <laughs> Damian play all that time last week. I think Ramondre would be a great play. Yeah, I like that call. That's uh that makes sense. Go for a little of that. Um little obvious, but I think the Cook and Mixon are going to get a little under owned relative to ceiling because it's, you know, it's a little more money. Like you can be like, all right, well, I'll just play Najee Harris or Tyler Algier and save that money. And they look like pretty similar plays. It's only a point in projected difference or whatever, but I do think the ceilings on Cook and Mixon are, are substantial against the Chicago team. And then Mixon, like, you know, some Bengals games are the Bengals have been like that for Burroughs whole career where it's just like, remember how much people were complaining about how they didn't throw enough early on in the year last year. And it was like, yeah, well, actually it's like, you know, yeah, they're averaging 28 pass attempts per game, but they have 40 and three of the first eight or whatever, you know, they're like when he throws a lot, um, they throw a lot, same idea with the run. So I think Mixon is probably worth speculating on it. You know, we, he, he'll, he'll put up a 40 ball every once in a while. Um, yeah, so I think he, he's fine. Um, and I just think that those two, I'm going to, try to get 20% each of or so. Cause I think relative to um, their upside, they're going to be, they're going to end up a little bit under own. Yeah. That, uh, that seems, it seems good to me. All right. Um, let's go to wide receivers. Uh, I mean, truly 
the, this is going to be a slate where you can just pick all these cheap ass dudes. Uh, Drake London, Rashid Shahid, Tutu Atwell. Greg George had 10 targets last week, but only got like three points because David Blau is terrible. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has too. been. Yeah. Oh, no, he's good, bro. Dorch has been. Yeah, Dorch sure, been... sure. No, his, he's got like this, such a bad workload. It's just such a like the worst kind of. It's, like, it's okay, the worst cool, type of dude. It's the, yeah. yeah, it's the worst type of dude to take for fantasy. Um, Ayuk has been like the fucking Terminator since yeah. uh, since since Debo has been out. And then this one is absolutely fascinating to me because Justin Jefferson is some yards away from the single season NFL receiving yardage record. And they're playing Mm -hmm. the practice squad bears defense. It's it's just a matter of like, well, uh, is Kirk cousins going to play? Will the coaching staff even let him be in there? Like that is, that is a total mind wrinkle. It's pretty far away though now. Right. Because he only got like 15 yards last week. I think he was like 200 something away or, you know, I I forget exactly what it was, but I think it's still like, I don't know. You know, if he's 180 yards away, does that really matter? I don't think so. Cause I, that's like, they'd have to really stretch him to try to go for that. I know it's uh, the bears and this thing. Single but. season receiving yards record in the NFL. Uh, it's Calvin Johnson with uh, 1,964. Justin Jefferson. He's probably not that close to that. He's probably pretty far away. Uh, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson has, 1771 so yeah he, he'd have to that's have like a, he'd have to have like a 200 yard game right i don't Which, think that's a close enough for them to be like yeah go out there and get it kid especially he, since he, the, he does know, have they think they're a real team he does have a 200 yard game this season but yes you're you, you are right maybe if he had gotten 100 yards last week and he was at like 115 or whatever you know then mm-hmm. then it would have been um a little bit closer uh the chargers guys look good in our stuff but again I don't think there's going to be any reason for them to play. Uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, last week, the quarterback play, like, what did you want him to do? He was in there with Carson Wentz, but his usage has been super good. He had a touchdown in the three games before that when they had a real quarterback playing. So I get, we didn't even mention Sam Howell. I mean, I don't know. He ran a little bit in college, but but Dallas does want to win, so whatever. Uh, the, the Eagles guys look okay. Pittman Jr. looks okay. Uh, Deontay Johnson, so funny, dude. He's on. He is about to break an all-time unbeatable. No one else will ever come close to this for the rest no. of the NFL. He's about to get to 140 targets with zero touchdowns. That will be. I mean, it, I, I am, I'm rooting so hard against him scoring a touchdown this week. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything of like people being like that, that want to see that happen so bad that they don't play him in DFS because I mean he he does look like a pretty good play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, Hollywood Brown, like whatever, probably not, probably not that in the no, end. What about so, what about yeah. the what about the Jets guys, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore? I guess there's no real reason for them. And then the Dolphins guys on yeah. the other side, right? Wilson still had 146 air yards last week, so you don't have to worry about him. You know, it was a, it was a rough game compared to like what he was owned at. You know, people were expecting a little more, but he should be he should be fine. Rule didn't really change. He's going to get his targets. Um, just a question of whether or not. He can convert. Turns out Mike White is maybe not the the savior, but uh, yeah, I think Garrett Wilson is totally fine. The Eagle, I mean, it's the Eagles guys and the 49ers guys for me. Those are the like, given their price, uh, given their probabilities and their ownerships, those are just the smashes. You mentioned Ayuk. 
Uh, you know, Purdy, Ayuk, Kittle is actually affordable. Like, you can do it. Um, you can kind of do whatever you want. It's get you a little leverage off of McCaffrey. You can even stack McCaffrey in there with the way that this slate works out. And I don't usually love to play a running back with my quarterback. Um, but, yeah, Hurts singles with either A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith are monstrous. Like, A.J. Brown is probably going to be single digits when he's got the highest optimal probability quarterback. He's going to end up being like the a top three leverage guy. This is exactly what happened two or three weeks ago. And it's like, yeah, just, it may, you know, it's probably not going to run as good as that. That was great, but it's very live. And uh, I am going to be all over that. Love the Eagles. Um, Your boy, Tyquan Thornton. That's, that's like I was literally just about to bring him up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, so he had seven targets and a touchdown last week. He had another touchdown, uh, you know, pop off his hands, basically. Um, very, very in on Taekwon Thornton this week. And I, I expect as we get more like tout data and stuff, uh, and as it gets closer to Sunday, I expect he is going to end up being more popular. I also think, uh, Diggs and Gabe Davis, if again, if, if it ends up that the bills need to win that game due to whatever permutation, they'll also end up being fairly popular as well. Yeah, I think so. You can, you can afford them, but I think I'm going to be pretty gonna ride them pretty hard speculatively anyway you know just like there are some good games and that thornton piece makes the patriots a decent is a, is a nice bring back it makes that whole stack much more affordable like Diggs and allen is pretty brutal to to fit in but if you got a 3700 wide receiver that correlates strongly with that stack like all about it sounds great sign me up yeah uh who else is interesting here um I mean, the Bengals. did we talk about the Bengals? Not to no, get into uh, the emotional stuff at all, but like, you know, just Jamar Chase looks like a very strong play. T. Higgins, just on the raw math, it's like a little I bit mean, yeah, own. like if the if the Bengals, if the Bengals have to play and have to win or whatever, again, we, we don't know yet. I, I think they're so I think the the confounding factor for the Bengals would be is that if Kansas City wins on Saturday, it doesn't matter for them either way. Um, because oh, okay. they needed they needed a result against so what the what the Bengals needed was the Bengals needed to beat the Bills in that Monday night game that got canceled and for Kansas City to lose against the Raiders to get the one seed. So I, I think the Bengals game is not going to matter regardless. Okay. It's good to it's good to know that beforehand, I think. A because lot of there's there's not another that's harder to deal with. There's not another AFC team with the same no shit. This is so this is so confusing to deal with. I, I, my brain is not, my brain is not built to calculate playoff percentages, uh, without knowing the the tiebreakers and everything. But I, I think it's more likely the Bills game matters than the Bengals game. I, I believe, um, not, not a hundred percent on that. Okay. Two two out. Yeah, well, Chargers talk. have an eighteen and a half total. Holy crap! Yeah, they, they, yeah. That does not matter to them for some two, reason. Two two out. Well, chalk. You went on that. You went on. Absolutely you went on not. some. Yeah, uh, he yeah, he's yeah. he's not your type. You're probably more of a Van Jefferson type. Guy. I actually sort of like Tutu Atwell in a vacuum because he's a you know he's a deep threat, but he's yeah he's tiny. I don't think he's got like in for the longest career, but it's also just like yeah he's a like when that kind of guy is chalk. I used to say this about Tyreek Hill all the time back when he you know like on in his sort of early breakout days, and it was true. He was the kind of guy that like doesn't really matter matchup, but if he's Will Fuller was the number one example of this, where it's like if he's one percent, two percent owned, just just jam him because you never you never really know because it's all about speed and and deep completions. Uh, but if they're popular, it's just like well, it's probably not going to happen. So two two Atwell, if he's going to be chalk, I don't think so. And that does it makes me a little 
more reticent to buy in on the Seahawks and and your Geno take just because if that's the the bring back that you want, uh, not not as into it if he's going to be if he's going to be popular. Yeah. New Orleans guys, Shahid versus Olave. You got um Shahid, man. Shahid is Shahid's just like the greatest player of all time. Rashid Shahid is the new Miles Austin, man. The new the new <laughs> undrafted free agent who, who or Victor Cruz or whatever. Like yes. this guy is uh this guy is is unbelievable, man. Cool. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. No, I'm I'm dead ass. I think he's a great play, and I don't think he'll be very popular either. Yeah, I mean. Listen, teams have put up numbers on Carolina this year. I don't. I actually don't think like the Dalton double there is like the craziest move in the world. And that Dal- be, Dalton you know... is forty eight hundred. Yeah. The 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 issue with Dalton is that he's like legitimately giving up half of his snaps to Taysom at this point. Yeah, that is. It's a little bit trickier. Dalton, right, you lose was... a lot of red zone equity. Dalton played. I guess he played eighty one percent the last week, but uh, Andy Dalton has not thrown a touchdown since uh week 15 and his rushing ev even even if like one yard quarterback sneaks where like his red zone ev is like very low with this taste and stuff right that's what i was going to ask i wonder what the breakdown is in the red zone and and that's a good point that it kind of it makes the whole idea of doubling them a little rougher because like you know, Shaheed I mean, Ta- and Olave are really going to have to do it with long touchdowns because they're when they get in the red zone, it's Taysom time, and that's Taysom had had fourteen rushes last week against Philadelphia. He had nine for fifty six the week before, seven for thirty the week before. He's got uh, let's see here, how many passes does he have on the season? He's up to nineteen passes on the season, two coming last week. Um, yeah, I mean, Taysom is Taysom is like a real problem. Like, it, I don't think Dalton even has a ceiling game because. Taysom would just take away too much yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. For scratch what I said, you know, talk me out of it. I don't think so. Okay. Um, tight ends. I mean, McBride, McBride looks pretty good. You got all the, he's, he's, he's like King usage. He just stinks and he's in a stinky offense, but he had seven for 75 and a touchdown last week. Friermuth needs to win. Logan Thomas is up to a 20% target share the last month of the season. Kittle looks unfucking believable since Debo yeah. got hurt. He's been so good. Um, Alberto, Al- Alberto. <laughs> I mean, oh I, I, I can't tell you, Andrew. I really cannot tell you how upsetting it was to see him catch a touchdown last week, and for the new interim head coach to be like, "Yeah, I, I just don't really understand why this guy wasn't playing more." You know, we, we kind of been struggling on offense. This guy's pretty good. It does, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Jeez. Were there? I didn't really see it because I know like best ball is kind of not over. It might be, it's probably going to be right, but like they're not paying anything out yet. I, you know, all my teams died in the semis, but I wonder if that like, was Alberto at all live? Cause he was so popular. People play, you know, obviously he got drafted. Al- Albert O Albert O counted for me in the puppy two final. I am, I am looking at my team right now and I am using Alberto Kuibunam's 12 points on underdog.com. Hell yeah, bro. It's all worth it. Huh? It's all worth it. You know, day. it's just we we told the people uh, it was all about week seventeen, and Alberto got there for me in uh, yeah. in in week seventeen. Um, it's all about an upside, right? In under in best ball, you know, you draft more guys, so you get to use just the best weeks. You know, you the save best, them for just the, the best yeah. weeks. Yeah. So every, so your team's going to be awesome because you got you know it's just the best ones that count. Yeah. Turns out lots of guys get hurt though in um 
you know, in, in fantasy football, it's, it's also the other guys in your league, like get that same thing. That's what I was running into. I was like, yeah, it's a real, it's a real issue. Uh, Higby Higby is, is my preferred Seahawks bring back this dude. Just like once every four years turns into Rob Gronkowski. It's kind of incredible. Uh, but he's currently on his, his usage right now, dude. I mean, it it has moved his ADP up so many rounds. This is his usage. So obviously stunk ass against the chargers. Um, but, but, but 11 targets, nine receptions, 94 yards, two touchdowns against Denver four for 27 and a touchdown. Like this dude is just on the field all the time. He's yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of unbelievable. Um, it's just so funny. Cause he also, he was, he did that in a number of games that he had bagels in the middle of the year. Remember it was just like, cause he had like, you know, it's like eight targets, 11 targets, one target, zero targets, four targets, you know, like he, what a weird, I mean, the, what a ramp season it was really. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the if so if Johnu Smith doesn't play again for whatever reason, Hunter Henry. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about usage, dude. This guy was I I think he didn't. Yeah, he played a hundred percent of the team snaps. He played one hundred percent of the team snaps. They have a must win game. Six targets, five receptions, fifty two yards last week. Um, he he is he'd probably be my favorite tight end play of the week. I think if Johnu yeah, doesn't play. All right, dude, dude. Then you're. You're pulling out. You need to do this in one of your three max teams. You got to pull out the Mac doubles. No, no chance. No chance because the the Patriots guys are actually perfect one-offs because their, their mega ceilings are not any higher than like 25 points. Mm -hmm. They're all really cheap. So you can use them as like stack fillers, right? They, 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 they're much more, they're much better for that than stacks on their own. No, you're a hundred percent right. Cause the Patriots, it's like, they're not scoring. 42 points like it's not gonna get out of control um yeah even the box who we had you know sort of poured water on their grave last week it's like well you know like they, if it all works <laughs> there's still a there's still a ceiling there i just don't know i don't know about the patriots because even if they start putting up a lot of points they are that old school type team that'll then try to you know kick the air out of the ground or whatever the stupid saying is yeah um defenses uh i mean i don't know pick whoever you want you got a bunch of defenses playing against guys who don't give a shit so the pricing has a hard time taking care of that yeah i can get into um san francisco and mccaffrey as the correlation just because no one's going to play the 49ers on DraftKings. they will on the other sites but on DraftKings because they're 4100 like nobody ever plays a 4100 hundred dollar defense even if there is uh you know money to spend and I think that I think I don't know. I kind of think that's the way to go this week. The same thing. The Cowboys are thirty nine hundred. It's like, yeah, that seems terrible, but you've got the money this week, and they're playing against freaking Carson Wentz, and they have the most playmakers in the league. That could be just absolute bloodbath. Philly against the Giants, same idea. Um, the yeah, I, mean, uh, the I would say whatever. I would say the Vikings against Peterman are are really good. Obviously, um, if if the Jets are up against Mike Glennon. If Mike Glennon starts this game for whatever reason, instead of Skylar Thompson, because Teddy has this hurt finger. I mean, what a bummer for the dolphins. Um, yeah. but yeah. It's, Is Nathan uh, Peterman, the best fantasy quarterback on a per snap basis of all time for defenses. Yeah. Because he doesn't run at all. Normally, normally these really shitty quarterbacks who come in, like your, your Malik Willis's or your, uh you know whoever's like uh, sam allinger like at least they run a little bit right so they're not dropping back 50 times but peterman can't move at all so yeah he 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 probably has to be and he's played what seven halves in his career and probably has like nine interceptions 
uh it's been it's been a lot yeah he has uh very much not been good yeah um i don't know what's your what's your favorite rule i don't know if i have a favorite rule necessarily i'm trying to think it's definitely like the the philly stack Jay, you know jalen hurts singles and then the um i think the brock Purdy doubles i actually really like um favorite rule you got one off the top of your head and i'll i mean i'm sure i can think of something i don't really yeah i mean my favorite my favorite grouping would be uh two of walker lockett metcalf disley or a uh, fan with gino with min one acres two two mccutcheon or i guess powell played ahead of mccutcheon in the last game Van Jefferson. I I think I think that game and Higby. I do I think that game has a chance to be really really good because the Rams don't care and the Seahawks really care, but the Rams have been like kind of fun while not caring, mm-hmm. like like you know doing doing their like cool play action stuff or whatever. I don't know. I I just I got a I got a gut feel. Yeah, they're having a good time at the end of the season. Baker's a good time, you know. I think uh coach is just happy to have something to do because <laughs> He's got all these got all these plays he's got to get out of he's got to get out of him uh, i mean it's just like if you just sort by leverage right now and again very very little like actually zero tout data so far which is get your stuff together guys um the eagles the like just take all and sort by leverage jalen hurts number one aj brown's number two iu tyreek hill devonta smith is number five and the eagles defense is number eight it's just like they, like people aren't going to play the Eagles enough unless they, if they start talking about them a lot, we'll see what happens, but they have the highest total. I think people will play like Miles Sanders. If anything, I think there's going to be a lot of talk of like San- Sanders will get, will get talked up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they, um, the Eagles, oh boy. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, you know, guys, the projections, all the, the Sims, all that stuff will keep getting updated. Uh, you know, hope to win uh, the stupid million dollars. Like always, um, mm-hmm. keep definitely like I don't know. It's it's week eighteen is so hard. It's like so much is going to come down to did you the you know the the Bills sat out their entire team. Did you? I mean, I'll never forget this. Uh, Duke Williams versus Robert Foster in week eighteen three years ago, and I picked Duke Williams. He got zero targets, zero receptions for zero yards. Robert Foster had five for one hundred six um i won v1 that and obviously lost all the money so i mean that's the type of stuff that determines week 18 right i mean yeah just something insane is going to happen like david johnson or kieran williams like all of a sudden gets the job back and has you know 35 fantasy points like something like that is going to happen this week and that's not you know whatever it's it's live every week but weeks one and weeks 18 formerly 17 are the ones where it's just like we really have a have a hard time here so so good luck to you. Feel free taking some chances, but also like it's harder to like I'm trying to think of like the right way to put this. Cause so for instance, last week with Fields, I was just absolutely jammed. Didn't work out, but I was comfortable playing like 50 where the, the ownership wasn't high enough. He was the highest optimal probability quarterback by a mile. Went for it, looked great. 113. He had like 18 points and he finished with 19 or 20 or whatever it was. Um so that didn't work out, but this week, even your contrarian play that you feel good about, it's like a tougher week to really take a stand on, which makes it just makes it tricky. Like even when you're like GPP bros like me, it's like you can still get 
a, a reasonable like you can still have kind of a core and you can still like mostly keep it to certain amounts of guys but this is gonna you know like almost you know every week you're like ah crap i didn't get that guy and it's like dj Moore or mike evans last week and it feels obvious and it's like oh man why didn't i play that guy like you know he's yeah he's five percent owned he should you know i should have had more of him this week it's gonna be just randos that you're like ah shit why didn't i get him and it's harder for everyone you know like the millie winner is not gonna hit the nuts purely but you'd be surprised there might be some dudes that are like oh man i didn't realize he was four percent owned or like you know hollywood brown where you're like ah i don't care and then he just absolutely smashes there's gonna be some weird stuff this week so um Good luck with the tilts. Yeah, enjoy enjoy uh, chasing the meaningless uh, meaninglessness of trying to predict what teams who don't probably it's Thursday they probably don't even know for sure what they're gonna do honestly at uh, at this point. So enjoy that. Yeah, and we will all die someday. <laughs> yep. All right, everyone. Uh, this will all be meaningless. Uh, fifty-two million years from now, anyway. And uh, I'll be back with Reeves tomorrow. See y'all then. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.